Uh, blessings to you all, and uh, it's great to be with you. Thanks, uh, Mark, Ali. Just great people, actually. It's a great blessing to our city. Let me pray over the dads um, here this morning. And, um, yeah, what a, what a privilege it is. Um, there's, a, there's a quote, uh, Wade, Wade uh, Boggs says this, Anyone can be a father, but it takes someone special to be a dad. And um, I think it's just so true. And so let me pray over you. And I've, there's a beautiful uh, scripture in uh, Numbers 6, it's a priestly blessing. And I just want to pray this over the dads, actually. Um, and so why don't we just close our eyes or reach out, and you may not be with your dad right now, or uh, you just think of him and lift him up in prayer in Jesus' name. Father, I just thank you for every father. I thank you for, uh, Lord, the gift our children are to us, and we just uh, want to acknowledge you uh, over our children. And uh, Lord, I lift up every father here today and pray that you, by your Holy Spirit, would encourage them. Uh, Lord, in the midst of perhaps challenges, in the midst of uh, perhaps joy, I pray that you would just continue to encourage them and validate them as, uh, as children themselves of our Heavenly Father. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd bless them in their role as dads, in Jesus' name. Lord, this uh, scripture, I speak over every father. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you, in Jesus' name. And be gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Here today, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray the peace of God would rest over your life, in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen. Well, it's great to uh, be here uh, at Hunter Christian Church. And, um, you know, I just believe that every uh, gathering of believers is significant in our city. And, um, and I love celebrating. I love the church in uh, all its um, challenges. And uh, I love uh, one of your, uh, I think one of your board members is Dan, Dan um, and Sue Armstrong. Dan's one of the board members here, or elders. Yeah, one, and, and I remember Dan saying once, uh, I was going to plant the perfect church. Uh, it was going to be on a, uh, a, a pontoon and we were going to anchor it about 30 metres offshore in Lake Macquarie. And everyone's welcome as long as they walk to it. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious, actually. And, uh, you know, the church, how unique it is, made up of, um, well, all of us, isn't it? And it uh, can be challenging at times. And, uh, but I just want to uh, bless you as a church and, um, and thank God for bringing uh, Mark and Ali and their beautiful family to this city and this region. Um, catch, uh, the, catch cry, the COVID catch cry um, last year was, we're all in this together, uh, which is an interesting thought um, and quite true. I mean, I'm, I'm, we've never seen anything like this. And um, COVID's been pretty kind to me. I mean, the start of COVID, I lost 10 kilos. The problem is, as COVID continued and lockdowns continued, I found 15. <laughs> I mean, it's been, but it's been good. Um, but we're all in this together. I thought it was amazing, actually. It was just a global, um, you know, statement over uh, humanity. And the truth is, as believers, we've always been in this together. And... Um, we may not have always functioned like we've been in this together, but more than now, I've just feel and sensed the Lord surfacing something wonderful and beautiful, and great things can come out of this. 
absolutely. And I'm conscious Father's Day can be challenging for some of us. Um, I, I hope that you've uh, blessed your dads. And I, I woke up this morning and received my gift. Uh, it was sitting unwrapped on the dining room table. I purchased it early in the week and my wife picked it up uh, just yesterday and it's a retractable hose. And um, yeah, it's one of those gifts that you can use actually. It's one of those gifts that I can share and my wife can use and, and so I'm pretty thankful I didn't get a useless gift actually. Um, a Bunnings voucher would be a super gift, uh, absolutely. And, um, but reminiscing perhaps you've had good experiences, bad experiences with your father uh, perhaps they've been distant, perhaps they're uh, no longer and departed. And so it kind of raises up a whole bunch of different emotions as well uh, for us. Um, it can remind us of some painful things, can remind us of some disappointment, um, some loss and grief can be connected to it and different emotions can stir up. Um, I, I hope today that, and, and, and being led in the beautiful worship and I hope today that we can all find a sense of hope uh, by our Heavenly Father. Um, I just feel that and sense that um, there's such a liberating space that we can live in if we can have a perspective of our Heavenly Father that's biblical and what the Word says uh, rather than what our experience has been. And so all, to all the dads, happy Father's Day to you. Um, I must acknowledge too to all the single mums as well, um, to all those that have embraced kids that aren't their own, um, we just salute you. Um, it's very significant and we see this happening. I was just talking to a friend who leads Catholic care just yesterday actually and one of the great needs right now is foster care and 12 to 15 year olds, the number of 12 to 15 year olds actually that are in hotels they can't find homes for right now in our region is significant and uh, so if you've embraced a child that's not your own thank you <laughs> I mean I just really said I, I would say that that's just being moved by the heart of the father uh, into a place of need um, my friend in Perth uh, Nick Scott uh, says and, and and really senses and and I feel there's a prophetic nature of this that we need to refather our cities uh, I don't know how we do that <laughs> Uh, I remember growing up, and, um, and, and it was probably in the 80s and 90s, the, 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 the word was things like, you know, it's a, a, the fa absentee father and, and, and all sorts of different things, and we know all that. Um, so I, I feel it's really important for us to celebrate fathers, actually. Um, of course we want to celebrate our, the women in our lives, absolutely. Um, but if... There's a need right now in the culture, in the towns and cities around this nation, I don't know about other nations, but in this nation, uh, we need to champion fathers. Um, and we need to expand our thinking on fathers as well to all the males out there. Um, the adoption of, the embracing of spiritual sons uh, is vital in this day and age. Sue and I, my wife, have been married for, I think, 30 years last year. We were supposed to go overseas and enjoy a celebration last year, but we, well, we're overseas. We live in Stockton, Newcastle's northern beaches, and uh, it's quite good, actually. 
We've been camping out this weekend just to celebrate Father's Day weekend. Yes, we've got a tent in the backyard and uh, it's been quite liberating. We've got a campfire there and it's all happening. And, um, but I remember, I mean, parenting is one of those things that you're just totally underprepared, you're totally undertrained, you're underqualified and yet you're entrusted with, if this was a profession, you'd never get the job. <laughs> I remember uh, when we had our first child and we've got four children and two grandchildren Remember when we had our first child, uh, Josh? And uh, many of you as parents might remember the first night home alone with your child. I don't know what you remember fathers out there, but for me it was an experience. We were renting a house, we'd not long been uh, married, we were, uh, I think I was about 23, and uh, Sue, my wife, was 21 at the time. And uh, we had a beautiful little fella, uh, Joshua his name was. Anyway. It was my first night home alone. No worries, Sue. You go for it. Go out and enjoy the time. I'll look after Josh. You can trust me. <laughs> anyway, at the time, another longer story, our cat was having kittens. Oh, don't, don't talk. I love cats. No, I love cats. They taste great. Sorry. We can't do the cat jokes? Cat? No, no, no. I don't. Yeah, look, I love cats so much. The only problem is there's too many cats and not enough recipes. I'm just kidding. But anyway, our cat was having kittens. And here I am home alone and uh, Josh was just a baby. And, uh, you know, I had him uh, nestled up in one arm and, you know, pretty cool as a dad. And anyway, the um, cat was on the floor in a box having kittens. And uh, I was home alone. I was a little bit nervous but pretty confident but nervous at the same time. And I leant down to check out the cat with the kittens. I leant down like this and he just slid out off my arm. I, you, you, know, you know, you've heard people say, well, you dropped on your head as a kid. He was. He slid off, dropped on his head and then flipped over. <laughs> I mean, I can laugh now. I mean, um, you know, we have jokes around the family table about when Josh, uh, Josh was growing up. But instinctively, I just looked around at first to check to see if anyone was looking, because thinking I was going to be in trouble for this. <laughs> but um, uh, it was one of those experiences. I'm sure, Dad, you've had all these sort of experiences of how, it was, of how you just messed up <laughs> uh, with the kids. Um, our experiences can shape our beliefs, and, and, and your experience with your earthly father can help shape your beliefs. But the, the biblical narrative, the Bible narrative is one of the heavenly father, the heavenly father's pursuit of his children. <laughs> right throughout the Bible, the deep ache of our heavenly father is to pursue the affection of his children. <laughs> and uh, we as parents uh, 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 know and understand what that's like. And that video was beautiful about some of the affirmation of the fathers. I remember growing up, uh, perhaps... Um, one of the persons that's had most, the most influence on my life growing up was my grandfather. And um, he, was, he's a, he, he was just outstanding. He'd take me to cricket every weekend. And he was always there. Anyway, I remember he was, I, I'm the youngest of three boys. You can pray for me later. Uh, youngest of, the, any youngest child here? And yeah, there's a few of us and, and you know, uh, you pray for us. Uh, but the three of us, my grandfather was taking us fishing on Stockton Beach, actually, and, and some of you that have been around a while remember there was a stink pipe going out. That's when the uh, outfall of the sewage plant just, just dribbled out into the ocean. <laughs> well, we were out fishing on uh, Stockton Beach. My grandfather was taking me and 
uh, my two brothers, and my brother was out, uh, my eldest brother uh, had caught this fish. Anyway, um, I, I, I was so young, I don't even know what age I was. And when you're young, everyone's big, right? Well, there was these three other guys, and I imagine they were late teens, came in and tried to take the fish off my eldest brother. <laughs> and I, I was a little bit scared, actually. Um, I was a little bit fearful. Oh, this is getting a bit hostile. Anyway, lo and behold, my grandfather, <laughs> what a weapon he was, <laughs> he had two of them on the ground and one guy he had with his arm up behind his back. <laughs> and I just remember that picture vividly, that my grandfather came in <laughs> at, to the rescue of his grandchildren. And um, I thought, what a hero. <laughs> this guy's the absolute best. He can take on three at once. Um, and I just really feel that that story helps me just to reflect because that helps shape uh, my picture of a father <laughs> as somebody who would come into the defence of his children and perhaps in this day and age and this time particularly in this season we might be fearful of what is and I'm just remindful of that passage in uh, Matthew 6 entitled, uh, I think it's from about 6.22 or 23, it's told, do not worry. And there's a couple of phrases there. Don't you know your heavenly father knows? Don't you know that your heavenly father knows what you need? <laughs> you don't need to worry about tomorrow. I just love that. Uh, and throughout the scripture, perhaps this is a word for somebody here uh, that's watching or listening. Um, fear not, because he's with you. I think that's one of the great deals that we can be liberated into. We don't need to worry about tomorrow. <laughs> because we've got our heavenly father with us today. And he knows you. And he's going to run to your defence. It's such a liberating place to be in. The good news is, for us as in, in Scripture, in 2 Corinthians 6, 18, says this, I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously, our grow-up and our history and... Uh, um, how we've become to where we're at now has had an impact, whether that be negative by our earthly father. But there is a heavenly father that wants to be your father. <laughs> There's a beautiful parable in Luke 15, 11 through to 32. And you know the story, it's the parable of the lost son. Um, and if I was to uh, shape a phrase on this parable would be the father's embrace. And you know the story and you can read that and this and meditate on this story from Luke 15, 11 through to 22, how a father had two sons and uh, one decided to take all his inheritance and go off and he squandered. He found himself in a really bad place and thought, crikey, <laughs> uh, I know even my dad's servants are going to get looked after better than the state I'm in. I'm going to go back and uh, see what happens. I mean, sometimes desperation uh, will lead us into good places. And, um, and he went back and the, and the father celebrated and, and, and ran out, saw him coming and ran out to him. The scripture says this in 22 to 24, but the father said to his servants, quick, <laughs> I love that quick, <laughs> bring the best robe and put it on him. Bring a ring and put on uh, his finger and sandals on his feet. Uh, bring the fattened calf and kill it. Well, that sounds like a Father's Day feast to me. 
<laughs> the fattened calf. Kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Oh, I love that. The, father's, the father always responds. He doesn't react. And I, I think this is a really important here that the son responded somewhere. He recognised he was in a bad place and he came back. And sometimes us coming to our earthly father, our parents, sometimes coming to our boss perhaps, there might be a fear of what their reaction might be. But you can have great confidence that when you come to your heavenly father, he's not going to react, but he's going to respond with kindness. <laughs> if, uh, if it was me... <laughs> And I'd just given one of my kids all my, his inheritance and he'd squandered it and he'd come back. And I'd be probably like, oh, here he comes. I've been waiting for you, buddy. <laughs> but no, the heavenly father does not react. He responds. Uh, it says here in the parable, when the son came to his senses, <laughs> uh, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have heard and spare? And so... He came to a place of acknowledging, I've messed up. <laughs> I, I think that uh, humility and confession will be the highway to heaven's best for your life. <laughs> and this young fella had lived a big life, foolishness, and yet somewhere he come to the realisation that I, I've totally blown this. You, you know, the... the the, the decision of courage is one when you can admit to the reality that you've made a mistake. <laughs> and, and you can humble yourself and say, look, I've messed up. That is sometimes the most hardest place you can ever be in. But when you go through that place, you'll find there's liberty at the end of it. Whether that be in your earthly relationships, but definitely in your relationship with your heavenly father. God moves in your moving. <laughs> and when you initiate something, you will find the Father responds to that. And, and usually quite quickly. And he will surprise you <laughs> in the nature of his moving. So the Father responds, he doesn't react. The Father crowns, he doesn't condemn. Um, quick, his response was, quick, bring the best. He, he, he wants to shower good things over your life. The intention of your heavenly father is the very best. Psalms 5.8.5 says this, God has crowned us with glory and honour. That word honour can literally be translated into favour. He crowns us. He places something over our lives of value and favour. I've been caught saying every now and again to believers, if you've got Jesus on your side, you have an unfair advantage in life. <laughs> Such is the nature of our God. And, but that word broken down favour can literally mean to assist, to provide with special advantages and to receive preferential treatment. <laughs> That's the nature of our Heavenly Father, that he wants to bestow a crown of favour over your life, such is his response. He will not condemn, he will crown. 
That is the nature of where the enemy will just come to steal, kill, and destroy. And God is totally opposite. He will add to. He will validate. He will lean in and over to your life with the very best. That's the nature of our Father in heaven. That's the Father's embrace. And the last point is the Father rejoices. He doesn't reject. I think sometimes our experiences can say that we're going to be rejected when we come to someone or when we come to God. And I want to speak into your life and over your life today. No, our Heavenly Father rejoices. He will never reject you. <laughs> I don't know of a... I, I've never had... When my, one of my kids has come to me uh, asking for something or... Uh, ask in a situation where he knows he's in trouble and he comes up to me, I'm never going to push him away or reject him. Not at all. Not at all. Actually, my heart wells up <laughs> with thanksgiving because it's a sign of maturity in, this, in the child's life. Bring the fattened calf, let's kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate, the father says. Oh, I love it. <laughs> For this son of mine was dead and now he's alive. He was lost, but now he's found. So they began to celebrate. David knew this. The Psalms. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. He was in some circumstances and situations. But his experience and confession through his experience was surely goodness. And love will follow me all the days of my life. Our third born, Luke. I remember one night we were, I was feeding him and Sue, Sue must have been out. I was home alone. Uh, I probably had the other two there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I remember he was about uh, 10 or 11 months. I was feeding him and, uh, you know, at the dining room table in the chair and just spoon feeding him. And, and he just didn't look well. He just kind of like... A little bit lethargic and nodding off. And I'm thinking, well, he's not tired, surely not. And I just said to Sue, I said, oh, I, I just feel something's wrong with him. Well, a couple of months later, he was diagnosed with a neuroblastomic tumour, cancerous tumour, and his chest took up half his chest cavity. And, uh, and he went through cancer treatment and surgery and all that sort of stuff for, for a couple of years, actually. But I remember once we were driving home from the hospital and our two other kids were in the car, Josh and Ness, and they were probably about seven and eight years old. And I just remember um, a voice came out from one of the kids and they said, Mum, Dad, is Luke going to die? And it was for us, it was like one of those really moments that was like, oh, shivers. Because <laughs> it was a reality that that was always a possibility. <laughs> and... Um, just kind of um, stalled us a little bit. I just kind of looked at Sue and I, and I just responded to the kids, well, well, kids, he may. Uh, and that's why we're, we're, we're praying to God. That's why we've got people around the nation and other nations praying that he comes through. But even if he doesn't make it, we know he's going to be in a good place with his heavenly father. And their kids, they were just kind of like, oh, okay then. <laughs> Meanwhile, we've got tears going in our face and, you know. But um, it was the 3rd of September, only two days, in 2019, a couple of days, a few years ago. 
that uh, Luke had been going. He's 20 now and uh, he's very healthy. The, so the good news was that he pulled through and uh, just remember being up at the clinic up there at the John Hunter Hospital and um, seeing the doctor and he'd been going back for scans and they said, there's good news, he doesn't need to come back anymore. <laughs> uh, but he still goes there every year. Just a blessing, say thank you for everything you've done for me. And so, I, I, so God is in things and he's in all things. And me as a parent, we, and as parents, as a father especially, we were going to do anything and everything we could uh, to uh, help that, uh, our little boy Luke to come through. And it affected us greatly. The scripture goes on to say in Matthew 7, it says this, If you who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask him? I mean, those of you with kids, and some, some may have kids that are distant uh, from the Lord, they may be in trouble, they may, in, in all sorts of different circumstances, but you as a parent will do anything and everything you can for the well-being of them. Well, the scripture tells me, whatever you can do, with whatever capacity you have, you need to know that your heavenly Father will exceed that every time. Such is the Father's heavenly embrace. And so I want to speak that over each and every life here today, in Jesus' name. Whether you're young or old, <laughs> whether you're experiencing life well or not, that the dimension of our Heavenly Father and the experience, Psalm says that no man can fathom the greatness of God, that here today that we might lean into the Father's embrace knowing that our Heavenly Father will always exceed our expectations and our experiences every time. He will not react. He will always respond with kindness. He will not condemn. He will always look to crown you with goodness and favour. And he will not reject. He'll actually lay a table out and rejoice when you come to him. In Jesus' name. So, Father, here this morning, we're reminded a little bit of your nature that it's a nature of embrace, of care, of concern, of leaning in, of desiring good things for our life. <laughs> and Lord, the mess that we find ourselves in at times and the circumstances and situations that we might find ourselves in are not an obstacle for you and your response. Because you will always welcome us. And so we thank you here today for the Father's embrace as big, wide, generous, and it's here for us today in Jesus' name. Perhaps here today you might find yourself in a situation or a circumstance. Perhaps you might find yourself distant 
relationally with somebody in your family. Perhaps you might find yourself in a situation or circumstance like the son who had gone away and squandered things and was living a life that was distant from God and messing things up with himself, but also causing a little bit of havoc in the family. The most courageous thing you can do today is turn towards the Lord. And perhaps that might include sending a text message to a loved one. Perhaps it might be sending a text message, Dad, to a son that may be a bit distant from you or maybe in a spot of strife, may not be living a lifestyle that you would embrace. Perhaps today, one of the most courageous things that we can do is do something to change the course of how it is now and allow our care and concern to flow from us so that they know it's there. I bless you with that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.